Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kishanu B'mitzvotah V'tibanu La'asuk B'divrei Torah V'harevna Adonai Eloheinu Et divrei Torateka B'finu Ufi Amka B'tisrael V'niye Anaknu V'zetzeinu V'zetzei Amka B'tisrael Kulanu Yodea Shemeka V'lom De Torateka Lishma Baruch Atah Adonai Ham Lamed Torah Leamo Yisrael Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai Gaal Yisrael Bimhera Veamenu Amen Veamen. Want to welcome you to what I thought was going to be the Consume Stuff series, which uh, that's not completely off the table, but to continue on the RPM series, which is Redemption per Mashiach or Redemption Please Mashiach. Like, i.e., let's go. I don't know about you, but with the current condition and circumstances of everything going on in the world, I think it's time for us to experience some new things. It's time for us to not just want this pandemic to be over, but it's actually time for us to move into the new phase of humanity, uh, Bezrat Hashem, Redemption. You know, the one where there is no more sickness, no more disease, no more uh, pain and hurt and trials that you have to go through. And, you know, we take everything that we've learned thus far and launch out into the next level. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a paradigm, a process and a paradox, because one of the things that we don't really realize sometimes is how much. Hashem is in the midst of what we're going through. I can't help but every single time I read in the Shema Brachas that we say afterwards, I'm going to give you one of the little lines here. Well, not a little line. It's a pretty big line. Uh, we say right after the Shema, and it's uh, in the section that's connecting our redemption to our obedience because it's halakhically uh, inappropriate to cut off your Shema before your Amidah. So what am I saying? When you say the Shema in the morning, that you really want to go right into the the next blessing uh, after the Shema. Here it is. Right, right about, right about here. Okay, where it says, and certain, established, and enduring, fair, and faithful. Ideally, you want to connect that to your three paragraphs of the Shema until you get to the point where you say Ga'al Yisrael, which is redeemed Yisrael. So, in other words, our obedience and our our redemption is connected hand in hand. And one of the things that this pandemic is forcing us to do as mankind is to be obedient. At least it's giving us the opportunity to do so. Should we not choose to do so, oy vey, because if we get through this one, guess what? The next one that comes is going to be even worse. Why not get it all out and get it done now? Anybody else with me on that? Okay, Brugashem. Hopefully, because the thing is, if we don't repent, like, it's just an issue. It's just a problem. Like, how long do we have to let this play out? So... Uh, as I just looked at my phone, I get a text from Akav, which is our Shomer version of Gambit. And he says, redemption is coming. And, uh, you know, he's got a more to the message. But, you know, to the point, if we want redemption, we need to ask Hashem and we need to really mean it. 
But if it's not connected to obedience, if it's not connected to teshuva, that's going to be a problem. But what I was getting at is on the Shabbat, specifically, we're praying this prayer, which is normally what we pray during the week as well. But it hits me every time on Shabbat because obviously I'm praying it loudly and uh, usually with a minion, which is probably why. Because when you pray with a minion, Hashemayim is like in your grill, like a microwave, like it's right up on you. Because like a minion, like that has so much Kedusha to it that like if you have any prayer that you need answered, you you pray that prayer with that minion. And it's like you just get straight through like the express lane. But anyway, um, what we say right here, we say in the prayer that says upon the earlier and upon the later generations, this affirmation is good and enduring forever, true and faithful. It is an unchangeable law. It is true that you are Adonai, our God and the God of our forefathers. Our King and the King of our forefathers, our Redeemer and the Redeemer of our forefathers, Molder, or our Molder, the Rock of our Yeshua, our Liberator and our Rescuer. This has always been your name. There is no God but you. That phrase, Ein Elohim Zulatecha. There is no God but you. The line that I was really thinking about, I'm going to back up some more. But first of all, let's take that to the bank real quick. Because what's going on right now? We're in a later generation. And it says this affirmation is good and enduring forever. Okay, what is this that we're talking about? Well, go back. It says uncertain, established, enduring, fair, faithful. What are we talking about? Hashem, Elohekim, and Met. Hashem, Elohekim is true. If you look at the footnote on that, this is what it says. It says, uh, one may not interrupt between the last words of the Shema and Emet, so that we may declare as Yermiyahu did, uh, Ve Adonai Elohim Emet. Adonai, God is true. That's from Jeremiah 10.10, Barakot, 14a, section of Talmud. It says, true and certain. It says, this final blessing of the Shema ends with Ga'al Yisrael, which is who redeemed Yisrael. And it says, like Emet Ve'emuna, which is true and faithful, its counterpart in the evening service, this blessing continues the requirement to recall the Exodus morning and evening. Every single day is an Exodus. So I posted on Instagram about living in the present and every moment of our life is today. And this is why today, if you will hear his voice, today will be the day of redemption. That whole thing that's brought down from the Tehillim and also in Tractate Sanhedrin. If you look at that, that is all about how you can be redeemed in a moment. And if we're constantly seeking Hashem for redemption, constantly seeking him for teshuva and obedience. Okay, so when he shows up and he will, it will not catch us by surprise because no man knows the day or the hour. But guess what? We know the season. 
And guess what? Right now is one of those seasons. So Mashiach Yeshua, when he came the first time, he came riding in on the donkey during this time. This time that we're currently in and this time in this season. But the thing is, we said Hoshiana, Hoshiana, Hatzlikana, but we also said crucify him. Obviously, that needed to happen. But the thing is, we basically said, no, Hashem, we don't want redemption. We want we want human. We want government. We want human uh, thought and we want our own devices to save us. And look at what that has gotten us. 2,000 years of what in the bologna sandwich is going on. An unkosher bologna sandwich. Like, why we have all this trafe meat going around? Why we have all these fake holidays? Why does no one know what a Torah portion is? Yep, that is a Selah moment. But anyway, that's what we wanted and that's what we got. So how about this? How about when... We get the opportunity again. We just say Hoshiana, Hoshiana, Hatzlikana, Adonai, Adonai, save, save now, and just get with the program. And whether he comes on the clouds of glory or whether he comes on a donkey, we say yes. How about you come on both, Hashem, so we can cover all the bases? But anyway, this prayer, okay, helping us fulfill the commandment. By the way, did you know you're fulfilling a commandment every time you pray? Just just saying, because many people have their thing with prayer. And it's just like, just remember the Exodus. Okay, I'm remembering it. Well, when you remember the Exodus, you're telling Hashem that he's true, fair, and faithful. And that whether it's the earlier or later generations is good. It's uh, unchangeable. Hashem is our God. There is no one but him. Okay. But here's the line, finally, that I can get to it. It says, He endures, and His name endures, and His throne is well established. Earlier in the Psalms, we read that Hashem sits enthroned at the deluge. And... uh Obviously, I need to put that psalm in front of me so I can quote that right. Uh, let's see here. Stand by. Do, 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 do. Because, you know, the deluge is the flood. So when there was a flood, i.e. when there was darkness and silence in the world, guess what? Hashem was sitting on the throne. So at that point, his throne being well established and ain't nobody around except Noah and his family to experience that. I mean, that's pretty powerful. So where is this song? All right. Stand by. I got to do more. Do, 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 do. This is why it's uh, <laughs> when I'm doing all these swerves, it's just kind of like, all right, what's your source for that? In a, in a day and age where sources are going crazy, got to have your sources. Okay, 29.10. Thank you, Hashem. Hashem sits enthroned over the deluge, the flood. 
Hashem is enthroned as king forever. Selah. Anyway, so what I think about when all this pandemic is going on is I think about Hashem is like, it's well established. This is not a joke for him. This is not a game for him. This is not out of his hand. This is not out of control for him. It's out of control for us and it's out of our hands. And it's the perfect opportunity to show us we need to understand Ain Elohim Zulatika. There is no God but Hashem. There's nowhere we can turn to. The only thing we can turn to right now is Hashem. His Torah, prayer, Pesach prep, Shabbat, okay, uh, online virtual study groups, text messages. That's what we got. We need to use it. Furthermore, if we're not praying Baruch Abba Shem Adonai, which is blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai, we need to be praying that. We need to be praying Ga'al Yisrael. These two prayers that I just said upon the earlier and later generations and certain and established, even if you're just praying those prayers, dude, seriously, let's do this. One of the things we need to know, the first 12 days of Nisan is the inaugurational offerings that was brought by the prince of each tribe. So Parsha Naso is happening right now. Parsha Shemini happened right after we did Yom Kippur Katan and went into Rosh Hodesh. So we're living out the Torah portion simultaneously. If you haven't been aware, we are also going through a sort of three weeks of mourning because all the, the events and everything that has been shut down and the social distancing that has to happen. Obviously, we can still play music, so Baruch Hashem. But... You have all of the, you know, the less talking, a, a, a lowering of joy, so to speak, as far as the frivolity that is in the world normally uh, and the obviously the debauchery that uh, gets intermingled with that is an issue, but not anymore. <laughs> debauchery is toned down and the frivolity is toned down, but the joy is turned up for those of us who are in Hashem, because why? Because this is the most joyous month on the calendar. That's why the month of Nisan. Back to my point. Every day that these princes of the tribes are bringing their offerings, as described in Parsha Naso in the book of Numbers, Bami Bar, that that Sefer of Torah, that Kedusha is what we're in. So right now, if we go to our calendar, again, this stuff is not even in front of me. I have a whole drosh here about gematrias and all i'm doing is talking about stuff that i did not take notes of okay it is currently as of this podcast the seventh of nissan so if we go to that tour portion um let's see here it's in numbers Mm. All right, I gotta pull out the pull out all the stops to go find this. All right, so I'm gonna navigate to Parashad Naso. This is me navigating to Parashad Naso. Bami Bar chapter four, verse twenty-one through 
chapter 7. So the offerings are in chapter 7 or later in chapter 6. Okay, and glitching going on over there, of course. So that's why you always have a backup Bible, because that's good. All right, so Nazarite Vows is chapter 6. Offerings of the Tribal Princes is chapter 7. All right, so we're on the, what did I say, the 7th of Nisan? Yes, Baruch Hashem. All right, so the 7th day, so we got the 1st day, we got the 2nd day, we got the 3rd day, the 4th day, the 5th day. Sixth day, seventh day. Guess who that is? Ephraim, i.e. Ben Yosef. And guess what the seventh day of Nisan was during that time brought down by Ankelos? That was the Shabbat. So yes, the Ben Yosef drop of Lord of the Shabbat that has to do with the seventh day of Nisan were the prince of the tribe of Ephraim, who's, by the way, Eli Shama. Listen to Hashem, like listen to my God. My God listens. My God hears. And uh, yeah, son of my glorious people. Yeah, that's who he is. Amihud. Okay. All right. So seventh day. So we're on some Ephraim stuff right now. What's Ephraim all about? Ephraim actually is in my Gematria drop. So we'll tab him for now. But I want you to just take it in and understand the kedusha understand the times understand the seasons rev up the engine i know it's crazy i know it's a lot of uncertainty going on but that's exactly how it works remember that one time we were at the yam Suf? if you don't think you were at the yam Suf, then you might want to rethink that because why we're supposed to see ourselves as if we were there because why when Pesach happens you're supposed to see yourself as if you were a part of everything with the exodus you were sitting in the house with blood on the doorpost while the lamb was roasting and you were eating its flesh while telling the story of Hashem bringing miracles for us and then Pharaoh calls out to Moshe in the middle of the night get out of here y'all and we start leaving and then we go throughout the wilderness and we're going back and forth in circles finally on the seventh day we make it to the seashore and then we're like oh gosh we can't go anywhere we can't go backwards we can only go forward but wait we can't go forward because there's a water there and it's like there's no path we don't see anything and Hashem's like yeah go and it's like we can't go to the left we can't go to the right because there's mountains on all the sides there's wild beasts and stuff on the other side what do we do Hashem's like venture forward Moshe is trying to pray Hashem is like stop praying and go forward Right now, all the way up to Pesach is time for praying. When Pesach happens, it's time for going. By the way, we should be going while we're praying because we're supposed to be getting the hummus out of our house, which means cleaning up some stuff that probably hasn't been cleaned in a while. Okay, so yeah, actively uh, praying. So, you know, and, but when it's go time, so, you know, anticipate that with Pesach. And this... The reason I spoke so quote unquote eloquently because I like the title paradigm process and paradox. If you know who Rabbi Tonker Truck is, that's Rabbi Trugman. He has a wonderful Haggadah companion, uh, Haggadah companion, Pesach Haggadah, Haggadah, the telling of the story, the 15 steps, the Simanim. It's wonderful. So I'm going to go and I'm going to speak to us from page 28. It says, 
that the Haggadah is a teacher. Okay, first of all, just ridiculous. Just through reading the Haggadah, one of the things he brings down is about how the Haggadah teaches us how to teach. Say to the law on that. <laughs> Talk about a teacher. Anyway, the teaching, of course, also applies to how we should relate to the Haggadah. It is important as it is to or as important as it is. There we go. As important as it is to relive and visualize the Jewish people's historical exodus from Egypt. It is just as important and on some level, maybe even more important to approach Seder night, the Haggadah and the holiday of Pesach in general as an opportunity to contemplate and combat one's personal slaveries, unhealthy dependencies and self-defeating, can we say self-defeating psychological holding patterns in order to break free and begin life anew. In the margin, I said Pesach equals enter into new life. One of the things that uh, says in the previous section, it says each story and mitzvah in the Torah, in the Torah, in the Torah contains a wealth of moral, ethical, practical, spiritual and mystical instruction for every person in every generation. Can I, can I get a Vador, 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 we sing together. We learn together forever. Anyway, I added in a few lyrics. Anyway, Moshav from generation to generation. Check it out. Says it is up to us to uncover the hidden meanings within the sacred details of the text. Guess what? Each of us is going to see something a little different from somebody else when we read the same stories. It's supposed to be that way. Because when you read the Talmud, how many different opinions do we get? But at the same time, there's still Shalom and everybody's still following the Torah. Because guess what? No matter what you come away with from these stories, you still engage in Torah. You still engage in mitzvah. So Pesach, the Haggadah, the Seder night, this is all an opportunity. We're at T minus seven days. Let's make it happen. Let's push forward into the newness of life. Redemption is ahead of us. And I pray we want it. You know, we don't know when Mashiach is coming, but right now would be a really good time because don't nobody know what to do. I mean, come on, man. And, you know, the sources say that Mashiach will either come in Nissan or he will come in Tishrei. And again, if you study the sources about what happens in Nissan and Tishrei, namely like birth of patriarchs or when did the Akira happen? It's like, yeah, it was Nissan. Well, yeah, it was Tishrei. Well, yeah, it was kind of a mix of both. And then you have the idea from the prophet, uh, what's his name? Not Habakkuk. Oh, man. Former latter rain in the first month. Joel told Arabah, Yoel. For those of you who yelled at me, thank you. Um, he says he'll give you a teacher for righteousness in the first month. Okay, the former and the latter rain in the first month. Let's go ahead and source that out too. Since I've been swerving all over the place, want to make sure I keep track of it. Uh, here we go. 
Joel 2.23. There we go. Baruch Hashem. Be glad, O children of Zion. Rejoice in Hashem, your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately and he will cause to come down for you. Hang on. I'm reading the hit cliff note. Here we go. Because he is faithful, he sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. Okay. So we can have the fall festivals and the spring festivals at the same time. So yes, Pesach, um, the first fruits, uh, festival of unleavened bread, counting of the Omer, Shabbat can be mashed up with Rosh Hashanah, Days of Awe, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, and Shemini Atzeret, Hashanah Rabbah. I mean, Hashanah Rabbah first, then Shemini Atzeret, Simchat Torah. We can have all that right now, according to Joel 2.23. So I'm just saying, does anybody feel like we've been going through a sort of type of three weeks? Does anyone feel like we've been having like a month of a lul? Does anyone feel like, you know, what in the world are we preparing for Rosh Hashanah or like what, you know? So anyway, and then when you're in Pesach, we're already sitting in our homes and then when you're in Sukkot, you're sitting in your sukkah, which is Hashem's home, temporary home for us. But that's the home that he ideally has for us, which is sitting in his glory, sitting in the faith that he has imparted to us. And so now during Pesach, that's what we're going to have to sit in because there is plague and all sorts of stuff going on outside. And so the place where we're sitting, we have to sit there in faith now. Because a lot of people don't have work. A lot of people don't have provision. And now we have to sit in our faith that Hashem is going to keep us covered. Is that not Sukkot? I mean, come on. So, like, all this is going on right now. What are we doing? Do we embrace it? You know, I'm having I'm having conversations now at work about Torah and Judaism. And the only thing that runs through my mind is the first Thor movie where Thor is like all crazy and super powerful and then he gets his power stripped away from him, sent to earth. He's like a human now. He thinks he's not. And then he finds out, yeah, you are, you, you're nothing. And then he has to realize, oh, I got to dig deep. And then he finally digs deep and sacrifices himself. And then all of a sudden he gets his powers back and then he shows everybody. He's like, look, I'm super powerful. I told you. And it's like, that's the Jewish nation through like every single exile. We are super powerful. Why? Because of our mouth. And instead of using our powers for good, we use it for bad. I eat Lashon Hara, backbiting, licentiousness, all sorts of just horrible stuff being spoken and telling people they're not Jewish and telling people not to convert, telling people, oh, you're not a real Jew and all this kind of stuff. Why would you use your mouth to say things like that? You know how hard it is to even think about doing something kosher. And yet when someone does something kosher, you shut them down. Like, really? Is that what we do? And furthermore, using our mouth as believers to say, oh, the Shabbat's changed. The Shabbat's now Sunday. Oh, we don't do Pesach no more. We do Smeaster. Oh, we don't do any of that biblical stuff. We do this now. But in fact, the Bible's done away with. What kind of mouth is that? You know, and I'm sitting here like breaking this down to people like, do we really expect more from Hashem when this is what we're doing? Do we really think it's okay to say, Hashem, forget about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Oh, my gosh. Numbers. Get it out of here. I don't even want to mention it. 
Like, I fall asleep during this stuff. And it's like, do we really want to mention that to Hashem right now? 40 different authors, same language, same message. And it's like, seriously, because the 40th author totally like denied the other 39. And everybody's like, yeah, 40 authors, they're all saying the same thing. It's like, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just stand up, Your Honor, and say, no, they're not, because if the 40th author was saying we don't have to do any of this other stuff that the 39 authors told us to do, clearly someone is not understanding the words that are coming out of their own mouth. So, you know, so things like that, it's got to stop. I mean, come on. So anyway, take advantage of this time. Bezrat Hashem will be redeemed soon. May we be redeemed soon. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? We need new stuff. Okay. We need our temple. Okay, because when our temple's here, I mean, wow, night and day difference, literally night and day, because it's currently nighttime, you know, because during the exile, it's like a time of night. Mashiach Yeshua said, uh, let us work while it's still day, because, you know, it's about to be nighttime when I leave, and then y'all have to go get the exiles, you know, go get the converts while it's nighttime, you know, and so, uh, yeah. So now that you can't hide behind, I go diving in a minion three times a day. You can't hide behind, oh, my beard is so long and I've been Jewish since before creation. Uh, you can't hide behind, you know, lineages and uh, you can't hide behind government. You can't hide behind, you know, your own devices. You can't hide behind the own resources of your hands. You're exposed. We're exposed. I am exposed. So why play games? This it's time to be like super serious, you know. And anyway, so back to my Thor analogy. We need to understand the greatness of what will be, and if we don't like close in the gap on that, we will continue to remain in exile. So, you know, and again I posted another thing on Instagram just this morning actually, uh that you know, we can live in the messianic era's mindset even before it sets in, you know, being so grateful for Hashem's deliverance. Let me let me give you a little give you a little shot of what I posted, because I mean, it was just like, what? OK, it says we can hasten the messianic era by emphasizing in our present lives what will be true in messianic times. So what is that? What's going to be true in Messianic times? Well, it says uh, we will no longer need to pray for our needs. We will not lack anything. Illness and poverty will be matters of the past. And harmony and spiritual sensitivity will become the hallmarks of society. People got to learn how to just think, Hashem. Like, think. Like, just use your brain. You don't even got to pray. It's your consciousness. What's going on before words come out of your mouth? Connect with Hashem right there. My fellow um, Iron Lad, my Iron Na'ar, I was telling him that as we were having our big day of fasting and prayer, the Yom Kippur Katan, I didn't even ask him to pray. I said, if you could just send up thoughts, like cause your whole consciousness for this window from the the minka of that day into the the rosh hodesh like just devote just a little bit of time about 
the the shift and the new the renewal and the new humanity that needs to happen with the final redemption. I ain't asking you to like, you know, pray and do all this kind of stuff. I just need your consciousness to just connect with that. Because little do we know, matter responds to our consciousness. Okay? This is why animals pick up on people who are animal lovers versus animal haters. Okay? So, like, if animals show that, imagine what plants and vegetation and inanimate objects do. Okay? Like, it may be a little harder to pick up on that, but again, spiritual sensitivity, that's a part of what's coming up. We need Mashiach. If we think we don't, then we plan ourselves. Alright, so... Parshazav, chapter 6 of Vayikra. Where I want to start, I want to start with the Bahaturim because it's all about numbers. Okay. Bahaturim, chapter 6. Hit it. What's the first thing he says at the gate? Zav et Aharon. This is verse 1, which is command Aharon. If, what is written just before this phrase? The the phrase is le ashma va, which is to incur guilt through it. Chapter five, verse twenty six. Then it follows zav et aharon, command aharon. This indicates that the verse means that they should be alacritous regarding studying the Torah and observing the mitzvot for an involuntary transgression that comes as a result of forgetting what one has learned is considered a willful sin wow it's kind of hard to forget something that you're really uh amped up about remembering <laughs> just to put that in layman's terms all right so that's our bahatorin for the week get you some all right brukashem now Zav is the 25th Torah portion. So if we go over to the Jewish wisdom of the numbers, on the number 25th, the 25th, first of all, you need to know the 25th word of the Torah is or, which is light. All right, uh, Jewish wisdom of the numbers is cricket, cricket on number 25. What's the dealio? Two plus five is seven. We have the seven days of the week. The seventh day of the week is the Shabbat. We have the seven cycles of the sabbatical years. So we work for six years. We take off the seventh year. And after we do that seven times and we take off for the 50th year. And that is the year of the Jubilee. I actually just had a jubilee for Israel a few years ago, so that was really interesting to live through that. And we're not redeemed. Why? Because why? I don't know. Anyway, so to throw out some little 25 drops, <clears throat> and 25 corresponds to the 25th of Kislev, which is Hanukkah, and in Vayikra chapter 6, Leviticus chapter 6, our current Torah portion, in verse 6 it says, Fire is to be kept burning on the altar continually. It must not go out. Did not the 25th of Kislev show us about the fire not going out? Because that that menorah got lit and it stayed lit until they had more oil to put into it, which took at least a week. So if you think about that with the Zav and with the alacrity that it must mean for us to study Torah, like 
from the time we study Torah and get it into our system and, and help it uh, pray Hashem, help us digest it. By the time it's time to have some more put in there, we're still focusing on remembering that which we just ate. You know, like this is why you can't get upset if you've heard the same Devar Torah and the same uh, teaching or insight a bajillion times. Because it's like, have you forgotten it? No. OK, good. Then you just fulfilled the commandment of not letting the fire go out. And you also just fulfill the commandment that Hashem commanded to Aharon to be alacritous when it comes to studying, because in case you forget, you'll come to a willful sin. So forgetting Torah is equated with willful sin. So it's really hard to forget something that you're remembering and that you're like, oh, here comes that drop again. Okay, I remember this one. It's like, good, you're not willfully sinning. How about that for a change? Did you know you could go without sinning? Oh my gosh, what? Anyway, all right, so that's my 25 drop and my volume on my phone is going off the chain. So I'm turning it down. Okay, turn down for what? Alright, so the next thing, so if you do the Gematria of Zav, you have the Sadi, which is a noon with a Yod on its back. Shouts out to Sefer Otiot, the, uh, the book of letters, okay? There's a few books that teach about the Hebrew wisdom of the letters. You should get you some of all of it. Uh, but anyway, the noon represents like a, a man, a person, a fallen one. And then you have a yod on its back, which is the hand of Hashem. So Hashem comforting us while we're falling, lifting us up ultimately. Or it looks like a person kneeling with their hands up in prayer. So if you're kneeling down to Hashem in prayer, you're falling down in prayer with your hands lifted high. That's a sadik. And Azotic falls how many times? A bunch of times. And what does he do? Get back up. Yep, that's in Proverbs. Not going to source that out right now because I've been sourcing out so much stuff and I'm running out of time. Anyway, connected to the Vav, which is the letter of Mashiach, the letter of Torah, the letter of man, because Mashiach became in the likeness of a man so that he could redeem man. So, yeah, so when you take your falling down in prayer to Hashem and connect it to Mashiach, now you got Zav. Now you got connection, connectivity. Because Zav is the root of mitzvah, and mitzvah is all about connecting. You got to connect to Hashem. And whether you do that through something you actually do or just in your consciousness, that's the point. Whatever level, connect with Hashem. That's where it starts. So, what else has the Gematria of 96? The word Ha-Amen. Now, the Amen, like in yes and Amen, that the, the, let me go ahead and source that out because I was about to just missource that real bad. Okay, real bad. Michael Jackson. Okay. Uh, yes and Amen. Where that's at? That's in Corinthians somewhere. Okay. And that's in the second letter to Corinthians, so they say. Because the first one wasn't really the first one. But anyway, that's beside the point. Second Corinthians, according to our knowledge, chapter 1, verse 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and Mashiach. And so, through him, the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Oh, so what does that mean? Because Hashem totally says he's going to redeem us. So guess what? That means it's going to happen. So when is it going to happen? We don't know. 
but we pray sooner than later so why not act like it all right so but if you go straight to the torah though there's a word called omain and specifically as it's used in bami bar 11 2 numbers 11 or sleeka 11 12 numbers 11 12 if you look at the word that's used in this verse, it says, Ka'asher yisa ha'omain. As carries a guardian, a nursing child. And it uses et ha'yonech. As in Yanuka from Zohar Balak, the child that was like supernatural. And the rabbis were like, should we even call him human? I don't know kissing him like they do a mezuzah as they go and leave his presence and they're dumbfounded by his devar torah like it's ridiculous but anyway a nursing child a yanuka a yonek in this verse and he uses the olive tav which obviously mashiach so the amen that carries mashiach and this word omain in this verse is used as guardian so where does this guardian show up? Go back to my notes. 4923 of Yeshiyahu. So I'm going to be in Yeshiyahu. Go to 4923. Revving up the engine. 4923. That's 46. Why don't I use a bookmark? Anyway. Side the point. 49 which is after 48. Okay. Says not only will there be an ingathering of exiles, masters and rulers will consider it their privilege to serve you in menial ways. Cuz in this verse, it literally says that kings will be your nurturers and their princes your wet nursing wet nurses. So like the nations are going to be your omain they're going to be the ones who bring you in, guard you and keep you and bring you into the redemption. So uh, that's that's interesting. Melakim Om Nayik. OK, the kings. OK, so masters and rulers will consider it their privilege to serve you. Say to the law on that. Anyway. Uh, going on, it says, Asher lo yevoshu kav, uh, koi, which says, those who put their hopes in me will not be ashamed. If you're hoping in Hashem for redemption at some point, no matter how long it takes, guess what? You're not going to be put to shame because even if you die before the redemption happens, you'll be resurrected for it because you hoped for it. In Bezrat Hashem, you were repenting and you lived in Torah so that you can be resurrected because that's totally a condition. Anyway, if you put your hopes in me and do not give up hope over the long course of exile, you will no longer feel humiliated by the non-Jews who would tell you that there is no hope for you. And this is why... Again, humility is a thing because instead of getting to say, see, I told you so, 
um, we're going to have to submit to them carrying us and bringing us into the final redemption. So just saying they're going to be like guardians to us. When first of all, they thought you're not going to be redeemed, you little worthless worm. Conservation alone to anybody has actually said that. And uh, I don't even know why I actually said that. But anyway, what is the deal with me punching my phone? All right, I need to be nice. Okay, so uh, next, the other gematria of 96 is Ha-Malak, which is from Bearsheet 4816. Yep, we're talking about Memtet. Ha-Malak Ha-Goel, the redeeming angel. The one that says uh, in Isaiah 49, again, oh my goodness, I just closed the book. Anyway, in that chapter, it says the angel of his face redeemed us. That one. Okay, so that appears in Bereshit 48.6, or shall I say he appears in 48.6. And it says, the angel who redeems me. This is going to come at you from He's Kudin, because I like him so much. It says the verse... 15 is talking about Hashem, like Elohim, like Ha Elohim. That's verse 15. But now in verse 16, the subject changes to the redeeming angel. So he picks up on that and he says, how are we to account for this? The two verses have to be understood as follows. The God before whom I and my forefathers have walked by means of his angel who protected me against all harm. Did not Mashiach say, because I'm already just letting us know, obviously many of us know that the redeeming angel, Memtet, the angel of the Lord, is Yeshua. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so do we not have to be in him to be in the Father? Because he totally brought that down in John 17. That I am in them, and I am in you. They are in me, and so they are in you because they are in me, and I am in you. Like that whole section. Anyway, so that's how we walk before Shem. We have to be in this angel, by means of this angel, the way, the truth, and the life angel. Yep, that one. Okay, the Torah which is likened to an angel because why the word angel comes from the word for messenger and is not the Torah, the message of Hashem, not the messenger of Hashem. Like, is it not that too? Like, is it not just his message, but also his messenger just to clear that up in case I sounded confusing. Um, you know, cause many times you want to hear from God and it's all you got to do is open up the Torah. Okay. And it says, may he arrange for that same angel to protect the lads who are your sons. Here's my Ephraim and Menashe drop. Because the two tribes of Yosef were grafted in. And uh, yeah, so it's just like whatever counts for the rest of my sons count for these two as well. So guess what? Ephraim and Menashe are where the converts from the nations come in through. So... You know, the the great congregation of peoples that come from the four corners of the earth that Yeshua told us in Matthew 28 to go out and witness to and teach and train up. There you go. Some Ephraim and Menashe stuff. All right. So also brought down from brought down by Or HaChaim. He says the angel who redeems me 
says Yaakov referred to any word of God which he issues to or on behalf of those who love him as Malak. That's ridiculous. Jacob referred to any word of God as an angel who redeems him, which he issues to or on behalf of those who love him. So to those who love him, basically. Any word of God that goes out to those who love him. Any word that's issued to those who love him. Any word that's issued on behalf of those who love him. That's the redeeming angel Yaakov's talking about. It says this is analogous to Tehillim 29.7, which says the voice of God kindles flames of fire. Yaakov expressed the hope that God's word would always come to the existence of Yosef's sons and bless them. Didn't I Yeshua say he's, he has to leave so he can send us a helper? I'm just asking. Anyway, that's called the Ruach HaKodesh. Oh, wait. So now the redeeming angel is connected to the Ruach HaKodesh, the one who's with us. And Yeshua says, I'm with you to the end. Again, the tractate of Megillah in the Talmud tells us that the Shekinah is with us in exile. And so really, Hashem has to redeem the Shekinah. And when he redeems the Shekinah, he will redeem us. Because the Shekinah is with us. And Yeshua says he's with us. And then he says, but I have to leave so I can send you a helper. So there's a helper with us. The Shekinah is with us. Yeshua is with us. Okay. That's how we roll now. Okay. Tor Ha'arok on this same verse. Genesis 48, 18. All day. It says, the angel who has redeemed me. Some commentators understand this as a reference to God. Who has shepherded Yaakov by means of an angel. Seeing that no angel has independent powers such as attributed to him by Yaakov here. So no angel can be a redeemer is what he's saying. Says there is little doubt that the words Hamalak, the, the angel, and Ha Elohim, Hashem, says which are used interchangeably between verses 15 and 16 refer to the same divine manifestation. That's enough on that. All right, so um, ordinal gematria of Zav. When you just take what number of the alphabet, like the Zav is the sixth letter, and then uh, stand by, uh, and the Sadi is the eighteenth letter. Goodness, life is found in the Zodic. Seriously, because the gematria of eighteen is high which is life. So the life of the Vav, basically, if you look at this gematria, so the 18th letter and the 6th letter, that's how you get life of the Vav, life of the Mashiach. That's the commandment, the Zav. Anyway, uh, these letters, when you put them together, uh, 18 plus 6 equals 24. Now, 24 says in the Jewish wisdom of the numbers that this is the division of labor. So there was a rotation of the Kohanim and the Levites in the temple. And I believe it was, uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, here it is. Bruce Shem. It was going to misquote it. Uh, no, I was not going to misquote it. I was just going to wait and pretend like I knew what I was saying. Anyway, uh, when the time, Okay, the 
I'm just going to read this whole paragraph. In the division of labor, there were a corresponding 24 representatives to the 24 Mishmaros. Each represented his geographic area of residence with the Holy Land divided into 24 districts. There were the righteous representatives of the Israelites and represented the people at the temple. When the time came for one watch to descend, the 24 watches, okay, Mishmaros, which is Mishmarot uh, in the Sephardi. So uh, Ashkenazi say Mishmaros. Anyway, the watches say when it was time to ascend for a watch, like Shomer, come on, those who are Shomer, the watchers, says for one watch to ascend, the representatives stationed in Jerusalem served as witnesses to the daily sacrificial rite. They were the representatives of their groups and of the entire Jewish congregation. So we had representation. So 24 speaks about being on watch to represent those who can't be present. Mm, kind of like the minion at Sar Shalom right now during the pandemic. Anyway, uh, the Holy City is all about 24. Uh, because it says there were 24 open places in Jerusalem. Each open place had 24 alleys. Each alley had 24 marketplaces. Each marketplace had 24 streets. Each street had 24 courtyards. Each courtyard had 24 houses. Furthermore, the weekly blessing in the Amidah that petitions God to rebuild the holy city is comprised of exactly what? 24 words. All right. So 24 and what I wrote down was that it was uh, 24 gifts to the priest uh, that we're supposed to give. So it represents the priestly gifts. Footnote 14. See if I can hit that up real quick. It says 24 gifts were reserved exclusively for the priests. See Hulin 133B and Baba Kama 110B. Alright, so there's our 24 for Zav, the life of the Zadik, the life of the Zav, life of Mashiach is found in the commandment. Uh, 24 books in the Tanakh. Goodness gracious, I thought I was done with 24. Apparently I'm not. 24 is on 24 7. Uh, 24, 24 books of Tanakh. It says the Tanakh, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. That's the Tanakh. Many people call it the Old Testament. Don't do it. Okay, it says this is what's composed as called the written Torah. So, Torah Shep Katav is the 24 books of the Tanakh. It says this is the mechanism for how a Jew can study this magnificent work. Uh, the mechanism for how they can study this magnificent work. Uh, splitting the document into 24 volumes. There are the five books of Torah, and there are the eight books of prophets and the 11 books of writings. Okay, so each of the three sections of the Tanakh has its distinctive characteristic. Similarly, each of the 24 individual books has its unique character and content. Okay, I was getting ready to close the page, and it says the male body has 24 tips of limbs. The 10 digits of the hand, 10 digits of the feet, two ears, nose, and the, uh, yeah, 
the place where we do the Mila. Okay, cool. So we're a walking Tanakh. How about that? All right, what else we got? Only got a few minutes here. Uh, Atbash. So you can spell out the Aleph Bet forwards, which would be right to left. Go all the way to Tav. And underneath the Tav, go back to the right and put an Aleph and go Aleph Bet Gimel Dalet all the way to Tav. And that's your Atbash. So for every Aleph, you replace it with the Tav. For every Tav, you replace it with the Aleph and so on and so forth. So Atbash, every bet, you replace it with a sheen. So Aleph Tav, uh, Bet Sheen, Atbash. So creative. When you do that, you get the Gematria of 85 for Zav because the Sadi interchanges with a Pei and the Vav inter or Sadi interchanges with a Hey and the, the Vav interchanges with a Pei, which is the word for mouth. And if you read Hiskuni, again, from Genesis 4.11, this is the first time pay is used. And in this verse, it's used with a yod in the middle. So here we go. The yod has to do with the world to come, by the way, the, the redemption world that we're looking forward to. And um, <clears throat> again, this is brought down from Rashi sources and things like that. Anyway. In this verse, it says, the earth opened its mouth to accept, parentheses, hide the blood of your brother cooperating with you in hiding your foul deed. The mouth that opens to accept and hide our foul deeds. When you and I, when I and you sin, we got foul deeds that need to be put out of their misery there is a mouth that opens up and it's called the life of the zodic the one who knew no sin became sin for us who opened his mouth and said forgive them for they know not what they do the earth opens its mouth and swallowed him up but yet he raised up from the earth and swallowed up death in his mouth and victory so the reality of that, may we see soon in our days with the final redemption. Let us all say Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai, Ga'al Yisrael, please redeem us Adonai. We are asking, we are waiting, no matter how long it takes. Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet, Vechaye Olam Natabetokeinu, Baruch Atah Adonai, Noten HaTorah.